hello and welcome to jasonnewland.com. My name is Jason Newland. This is Stress and Pain Relief Podcast. Please only listen when you can safely close your eyes. I hope you're well. Now, this is a double recording, both for reducing stress and reducing the physical sensations of chronic pain. Well, plus the physical sensations of stress as well. And the reason why I do both at the same time is because the same techniques work for reducing both. So I decided to combine into one podcast and I will be sharing these podcast episodes on my other popular podcasts that will benefit or may benefit if you choose to listen of course right now I'm going to do something that's it's almost the opposite of what you're going to want to do but bear with me play along, humour me, whatever because this is something I've done before so it's not the first time and when it comes to things like chronic pain and stress the you get to the point you can get to the point where you feel that you really hate it you really, really hate it and that's the natural it's natural to feel that way so I'm not judging it um, it's natural it's the most natural thing in the world to hate something that you feel as though it's causing you to suffer almost like it's doing something to you when there is no something else doing something to you it is you you know it's not an outside force. It's not. It's not another person doing something to you. Um, this is your body and your mind. So, is the natural way to think about it is, I hate this, uh, the stress, or I hate the pain, and I've been in those situations many times. Um, it's almost. I remember in the past having a toothache and punching myself in the face. I don't do that anymore. I was a lot younger then, but almost like, well, that's not going to cure anything. That's not going to do any help. But having that frustration of just, uh, you know, um, but I was a lot, as I said, I was a kid and it didn't help. But there is that real hatred towards the pain. And then, you know, with anxiety, stress, there's there's a definitely a resentment kicks in. And that's natural as well. However, natural doesn't necessarily mean useful. You know, it's natural to hold a grudge against somebody that has caused you harm in your life. It's the most natural thing in the world. 
it's the least helpful thing. It's not useful, not helpful, and it's poisonous. So you end up hurting yourself. The longer you keep the grudge, the more pain you cause yourself. But it's natural to hold the grudge. So, you know, that's the point which sometimes people miss out when they try and tell you, oh, get rid of the grudge, don't hold the grudge, uh, forgive the person and all that stuff. But they don't acknowledge the fact that it's really normal and natural. The most natural thing in the world is to hold a grudge and to have that hatred towards that person who has caused you suffering. It's natural, but it's not helpful or healthy. So I think being told and hearing it's natural can be useful so that you're you're making changes you're deciding to make a change but you're not doing it based on guilt based on being told that you're doing something wrong that you're doing something abnormal you know that you're you're holding a grudge and there's something wrong with you for holding that grudge or you're hating the chronic pain when you shouldn't hate it you know I'm not going to say that to you because it's a lie. There's nothing more natural than feeling resentful towards uh, feelings of stress, anxiety, chronic pain, any kinds of physical or emotional suffering is horrible. It's just, it's the worst. It's horrible. So it's natural to feel resentful towards those feelings. But it's not healthy. Um, it can be helpful to the point if it gets you doing something. So if you, if it gets you making changes, because There's a chance someone listening to this recording wouldn't be listening to it unless they had either chronic pain or stress um, due to the title of the recording and the podcast. So your suffering has led you to seeking help and I hope that you seeked help elsewhere as well. Get professional help see a doctor and all that stuff um, and I know that often listening to hypnosis recordings may be you know almost the last option it feels you know you might have gone through lots of different avenues along the way but my suggestion is never ever give up never there's always going to be something that's useful to you that can help and it may blow your mind just how easily you can reduce your pain or your stress if you find the right technique or the right process maybe it's even just finding the right mindset where you feel comfortable and you can start to explore the the reality that your brain is amazing 
and you're capable with your imagination of doing hugely wonderful things and making changes that would almost seem impossible from the outside. And we're always making changes. In fact, we're always changing anyway. You know, uh, organically, we're always changing. You know, brain cells die, uh, brain cells grow, different connections change. Uh, you know, they say that our liver completely regenerates every seven years or something like that. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot going on that we're not aware of. And we don't need to be aware of it. You know, you can only you can only make changes where you can make changes. And this is one of those things that you can make changes in by focusing. And there's lots, there's millions of different ways to get there. These recordings will just give you perhaps one way each recording. A potential way how useful depends on I guess your circumstances and it may be more useful the second time you listen but you get a glimpse at the very least you get a glimpse of comfort and the changes that can occur physically and you also start to realise really, really get in contact with how powerful the connection is between your mind and your body, what you think and how you feel. Now, we all know this, really, you know, even if it's not from a biological perspective, maybe not, I'm not a biology person, I don't know much about anatomy, really, a little bit. But we know, really, we do know inside, I believe, that how we feel is affected by how we think. And then how we think is affected by how we feel. So it's, you know, it's an ongoing thing. But we can change the way that we think, which changes the way we feel. So I'm going to ask you to do something which is completely against, uh, not nature, it's not illegal, but it goes against our natural way of doing things. And you may feel uncomfortable doing it to start with, but humor me. So some people might be, oh, get, I might even get angry at the idea of it. Um, and that's up to you if you choose, because don't forget you're choosing to feel angry if you feel angry. It's a choice. Um, hopefully, you know, won't be having tantrums and rolling on the floor, punching the floor, <laughs> having a tantrum because things aren't exactly how you want them to be. Because then you'd be a toddler. So this is doing something that's completely against what you would naturally do. But notice how it feels when you do it. There can almost be a confusion in your mind. 
because it's the opposite to perhaps what you would do normally. And don't worry, it's not really weird. I'm building it up and you're probably thinking um, it's going to be a very strange thing, but it's not. It's, you know, I mean, for example, if someone has a real fear of wetting themselves when they've got their clothes on, wetting themselves in public, and they've never done it, it's never happened, but they've got this phobia of it happening, real big fear, then one thing would be to get that person to stand in a bath and urinate while they've got their clothes on. Doing lots of water first and then urinate. Now that might seem like it's the last thing in the world they would ever want to do. Well, first of all, they're not doing it in public. But once they've done it, they realise that they're in control of it because you almost would have to force yourself to do it. It's not a natural thing. And secondly, once you've done it, you realise it's not that much of a big deal, really. And that fear changes. The way you think about it changes. Now, I've never asked anyone to do that, and I've never... I, I'm, I might do a recording on that one day. Um, I've never met anyone that had that fear. But there are people out there that would be scared of that. When, you know, it's one of those fears that... Like most fears, fears are something that's probably never going to happen. So, this is not quite, not quite in that extreme. There's nothing physical to do. It's just saying something out loud. Okay? So if you're ready, what we're going to do is close your eyes. If your eyes are not already closed. Just focus on your breathing. You're not trying to change your breathing. Just allow your breathing to be exactly how it is. There's no counting of the breath. There's no nothing. It's just being aware of it. Noticing if you're feeling more relaxed now than you were before you press the play button. Now if you listen to me regularly, just hearing my voice will almost be a relaxation trigger to calm, relax your mind and your body. Generally, your body starts to relax naturally. Your mind starts to slow down. Your mind's still active. It's just... It calms itself. And those things that you were thinking about before lose... They lose the energy. The energy's almost just taken out. 
differently. Sometimes it can be almost like you've separated the batteries. So your mind has not got that full energy, but these these emergency lights are on, you know, the emergency generator. So everything's calm. And I'd like you to focus on a part of your body where either there's physical dis- where there's physical discomfort, whether for stress or for the other, and just focus on one part. That's it. Just one part of your body where you're feeling that. So for me, um, it would be my lower back. I have uh, a lot of problems with my lower back and it's an ongoing daily adventure. <laughs> so I'm going to focus on my lower back, the left side. You can focus on whatever part of your body you feel a physical discomfort. It may be in your head. It may even be an emotional feeling that you don't necessarily feel physically, although if you searched your body, there's a likelihood you would feel it in your body as well. But it's a case of focusing on that feeling, whether it's emotional or physical. And what we're going to do out loud, we're going to say, we're going to focus the words towards that feeling. Okay, that feeling of what we perhaps would call discomfort. You probably got better words for it, but you know, let's face, let's use that word for now. That feeling, that physical sensation. We're going to focus these words, and you can repeat after me. Thank you for all that you do for me. Again, thank you for all that you do for me. One more time, focusing on that part of your body or that physical sensation or emotional sensation. Thank you for everything that you do for me. told you it's a bit of a weird sentence to say. It's less weird for me because I knew what I was going to say and as I said I've done this before. So I can only really imagine what it's like to sort of be listening for the first time. And 
if you've got feelings that are coming up, almost in defense, you know, maybe angry feelings or defensive feelings, focus on those feelings now and say the same words. Thank you for all that you do for me. I'm saying it three times like before. Thank you for all that you do for me. Thank you for all that you do for me. Now, I just focused on my back for all six sentences because there's nothing really coming up uh, as a in opposition. Again, because I knew what I was going to be doing and I was prepared. like to focus on that part again and just notice how you're feeling something that I've noticed from right in this moment is that my lower back almost feels a little bit itchy inside not on the skin, but not itchy enough to want to scratch it, but just that very slight feeling of itchiness inside that particular area. And it's a little bit like the sensation you have underneath a scab. You know when you've damaged a part of your body Maybe it's been a cut or a scrape. The scab grows over and then a few days later there's an itchiness underneath which just means that it's healing, basically. And you don't need to scratch it and you also don't really want to because you don't want to open the scab up again. But it's there, but it's not annoying, but it's noticeable. That's what I'm feeling now in my lower back. The part that I was focusing on. I'm going to change my focus because, and maybe you wish to too, because I've noticed that there's, I'm feeling a degree of stress on my forehead and my eyes. And I was before but I wanted to focus on my lower back because um, it was very uncomfortable. Now, it's just, it's almost like the volume is being turned down. So I can almost not even hear it. Like it's been soundproofed or something. 
So I'm going to focus on the stress or the tension. It's more tension than stress. The tension in my eyes and my forehead. And I get I get tension due more to do with my eyesight. So at the moment I've got a light, a bright light shining in in my face, um, and sometimes I get a bit of my eyesight's a bit, you know, causes problems. So if I've been reading or you know stuff like that, which is fine, but causes a little bit of tension and. I'm going to focus on that now when I do the same sentence. And maybe you might want to focus on a different part of your body. Perhaps you want to continue focusing on the same part. It's completely up to you. So I'm going to focus on my forehead and my eyes. That way I can test it in the moment. So again, repeating the same sentence three times. Thank you for all that you do for me. Thank you. Thank you for all that you do. as if it was, you know, a bag of air that was deflating, just really slowly and gently. Sometimes things like chronic pain and stress can be like little babies, though they want your attention. But they don't want really anything else. They don't need anything else. They just perhaps want to be acknowledged or noticed. So maybe, you know, the toddler, the little baby will be crying. And you go over to the baby's cot. Sometimes just seeing you is enough. And they just close their eyes and go back to sleep. Sometimes you need to pick them up and cuddle them, maybe rock rock them or maybe sing to them even. And then they fall back asleep. I think the that analogy is quite good in the sense of how we not separated 
the feelings we have. To acknowledge that we are part of those feelings. It's part of us. The pleasant feelings, as well as anything else, it's all just part of us. Sometimes what you may notice uh, is you may become aware of other feelings in your body that maybe may need attention. So for me, my left eye, a bit of a pain in my left eye. I've been having this on and off for a few weeks and it's more eye strain and I need to get to the opticians and get some, get my eyes tested and get some new glasses probably. Um, but as I focus on that, I'm going to do, say the sentence again three times. So maybe you like to do that again, maybe you can find another part of your body, maybe the same part if you choose. Just focus in on the part where you would like to release and reduce whatever physical sensations you're experiencing. Or of course you can focus on an emotional feeling. And repeat the words again three times. Thank you for all that you do for me. Thank you for all that you do for me. magical really my left eye that feeling that sensation has gone completely and I think one of the main reasons for the changes being so easy Because when you're saying thank you for all that you do for me, that part of your body, that feeling, that sensation, 
knows that it's not being attacked, so it doesn't have to defend itself from kindness. Kind words don't need a defense, which means the intention behind the words and the intention behind listening to this recording is to reduce those problematic sensations so that you feel more comfortable, calmer, more relaxed. So that intention is always there. Adding that energy to those positive words, words of healing. Open up your mind to allow changes to occur. In a very peaceful way. listen to this recording as many times as you choose to maybe gain the most benefit from it and it's also a technique that you can use in your own time whenever you choose to to feel more of those comfortable, relaxed feelings, to feel more comfort, and to increase your feeling of well-being and happiness. And also, start to really get a sense of that appreciation that you can have for yourself. Start to realize more and more how amazing you are. How unique you are. while you are now as you allow all of this to sink in all of the ideas all of the positive feelings to sink in to every atom of your body 
to sink into your mind, to become part of your brain, creating new neural networks in your mind and brain so that you can in the future more easily gain access to these positive feelings which may almost act automatically to give you physical and emotional relief whenever you need to feel more relaxed and comfortable. And that brings us to the end of this recording. Now if you're listening with music, the version with music, then you know, you'll be going on for now up to two hours with music and you can just relax deeply and if you choose you could fall asleep if you want to so take care I will be back again soon with another recording and remember to be kind to yourself because you deserve to be happy. Lots of love. Thank you.